T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Home and home. Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, joining us on the Western Hotline. Brandon, how do you feel about the roster you guys have put together in terms of where you want it to be ideally? Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're heading in the right direction. It's time, post-draft, time. for Howard to pick the games for his favorite football team. You should be able to be second in the division, 9-3 and three in the four. AFC. Sorry, 8-4. Eight eight four. 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 Should be good enough. That's going to make it. As a tiebreak. 10-6. and six. By the way... Odds out just this morning on the Bills making the playoffs if uh, you're feeling bullish on Howard's pick. What's it going to cost me? It's plus 500 to make the playoffs. Sean McDermott is now going to be joining us. Josh Allen now at the beginning of year two versus maybe the Josh Allen at the end of year one. What differences do you see in him at this point? A different level of maturity. It was it was evident early on that he had worked on his technique. He had worked on his body. He had put time in. Uh, with adding some pieces around him, we feel uh, that he's taken steps in the right direction. Takes the snap, looks down the middle, looks left, looks for John Brown, gets separation, makes the catch at the 10, into the end zone, touchdown! It was a rough three quarters for him. To Josh's credit, it didn't snowball. I mean, thankfully, they eventually come back. Singletary provides the spark, and really, on the two touchdown drives, Josh was good. Josh steps up in the pocket, has time, fires a deep downfield looking for Brown, and is tipped and is intercepted. Picked off by Devin McCourty at the Patriots 30. He didn't take what the defense was giving him. He's got to learn from that. They throw it more than they run it, and that's interesting, and I'm over here bending over backwards to give them credit for that because I'm so desperate for it. Their passing offense still basically stinks, but hey, the, the passing is mostly ineffectual, but at least it's passing. They're, they're trying. December 2nd, 2019, 9-3. A game out of first, which conceivably could end up being first first. I know, I'm already going there. You guys nervous? Big game nervousness? No? I think I'll have it when the game starts. And even if they lose tomorrow, the future looks bright. It's been, hey, I got my money's worth this year. Better than I expected. Best year in 20 years, like literally. Here comes Watson running right side, gets inside the 10, inside the 5, dragging him into the end zone, touchdown. Should have won this game. That's what it is in my mind. I don't know what it is for everybody else. The question is whether or not you and I are out or in on the Buffalo Bills as we continue our all 32 series here on Home and Home. Every day we go over another team and have a guest. Already did the NFC East. We are on team two in the AFC East. And that team is the Buffalo Bills. Sal Capaccio does a great job for WGR Radio in Buffalo, 560, talking Buffalo Bills. Sal, it's Jason, it's Ross, 
great to have you on the show again. And I guess I'll start with this, Sal. What is the level of excitement about the Buffalo Bills for next season based on how this previous year went? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. My college roommate at Syracuse is from Lancaster, PA, by the way. So uh, we always used to ask him if he was Amish. I think it's a big Amish uh, uh, territory. Very there, right? big Amish yes. population. Yes, a lot absolutely. of horse and buggies, Sal. That's right. That's right. Um, listen, it's more, you know, last year was a, such a great year, Ross. And, you know, you, you've been in this city. You know the way B Bills fans are so passionate about this team. And we went through this long playoff drought. It was broken a couple years ago, kind of by happenstance. They didn't mean for that to happen in 2017, but it did. But in 2019, they really went for it. They got in. And now the expectations have risen. I, I think the excitement is there, obviously, but it's more about the expectations. What I think people are really excited about, though, right now, guys, is the Bills not only are on a nice trajectory. They have a nice young team. They made the playoffs two out of the last three years. They have a lot of cap space, close to $90 million, and they have um, nine draft picks in seven rounds, another nine next year. Brandon Bean, what he's done to accumulate the draft picks and to clear the cap space and give his team a chance to win and gather more talent, I think that's what people are most excited about here. you got to be excited about the coach, too, because Sean McDermott's done a real nice job. He's a guy that you know has taken this opportunity with the Bills and done a really nice job. and. When you know you have a good coach and the Pagula's got it right finally, yep. maybe at least with the Bills, they didn't get it right with the Sabres yet, but when you get it right and you get a coach like Sean McDermott who put it in his time and with the Eagles and obviously with Carolina, that's got to feel really good in Buffalo. No doubt about it, and it's funny you brought that up about got it right with the Bills, not with the Sabres yet. It just goes to show you that it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to get the right person, and so far, and I like Ralph Kruger on the Sabres side. I think that he might be the right guy for the job, but you have to have that continuity. you got to let people work together, and you know, when Sean McDermott came in in 2017, Brandon B, I'm sorry, Doug Wheelie was still here. Then his staff was let go right after the draft. They did a search. They brought someone in that was young and motivated and came in who knew Sean McDermott. That allowed them to work together, and as Ross knows, that hasn't always been the case in Buffalo, you know, since John Butler and Marv Levy in those days, so through the Tom Donahoe era and the Dick Geron era and the Marv Levy and all the coaches that they had here in the GMs and Whaley and Rex Ryan and Russ Brand and all those people, there wasn't always the same people on the, on the same page. They didn't have the continuity. And I think that's the biggest thing. What Sean McDermott has done is he's brought a consistency to the Buffalo Bills. You know, um, I'm good friends with John Harris, the sideline guy for the uh, Texans. I'm the sideline guy for the Bills. And, you know, we played each other in the playoffs. And he said to me, he said, Sal, one thing I marvel at, and I was, I was glad to hear this from an outside guy because I see it too. He said, when I watch the Bills, they never change. They're the same team all the time. And I think that's what you need. It's just like an Andy Reid team. Sean McDermott comes from the Andy Reid tree. Andy Reid coaches his team. It's always the same. It's consistency on a weekly basis, a daily basis, the habits, the routines. And I think that's why Sean McDermott is able to succeed right now. There's no detail uncovered, and he's on top of everything in his program. All right, so then the question, obviously, Sal, is about Josh Allen. And I guess it's a two-parter because I want to know your answer as well as the answer of the fans. Scale of 1 to 10 – where are you in terms of Josh Allen being the guy that gets the Bills perennial success, playoff appearances every year for the next 10 years? Are you convinced he's that guy, or are you more like a five on a scale of one to ten? I'm assuming you're not a one or a two. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not convinced, but I'll tell you this, Ross. I'm about a six. I think what I saw last year and the growth and the leap he made from year one to year two was significant. Um, you know, look – 
the, the knock on Josh Allen coming out, we all know, was the accuracy and the completion percentage. And he hasn't been good in that regard. But here's the thing. He's never going to be. And the Bills didn't draft him to be that high percentage, completion percentage, accuracy guy. You know what they drafted him to be? A guy that can do things that other human beings can't. And he's going to make up for some of those lack of completions, lack of you know uh, percentage and accuracy throws with some throws that other people just simply cannot make and cannot do. Plus his athleticism, able to run the ball, and how tough he is and things like that. So that's why Josh Allen has a chance to succeed. But the other thing about it, and I try to explain this to people, we live in such a here in you know, right now society for everything, and especially since we saw some quarterbacks over the last several years come in and have some instant success, you know, Josh Allen came from Wyoming. And not only that, he came from Fireball, California. He was not highly recruited. He did not go to USC like Sam Darnold. You know, he didn't go to Louisville, you know, like Lamar Jackson. He didn't go to UCLA like Josh Rosen. He came into this league with so such an infant compared to those guys who were kind of toddlers, you know, coming into the league, he had so much room to grow and he's still growing. And from where he went from year one to year two, it's not about where Josh Allen is. I think it's about where he's going and what he can do. And the bills have handled him properly. And I think this, I really believe this. If Sam Darnold had been drafted by the bills, I think Sam would have a lot of success. I'm a Sam Darnold fan. I just don't think that that organization is great for Sam Darnold, but the bills are really good for Josh Allen. If Josh Allen had gone to the Jets, I think he'd be a disaster. So I think right now it's a good fit for the Bills as an organization. They're very, very good on player development. Look at these guys. Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White and what he's doing, Matt Milano, Deion Dawkins at left tackle. The Bills have been very good at player development, and I think that's why Josh Allen fits here, and his player development is on the rise. I'd say he's a six right now in my mind. We'll see what happens this year. It's a big year. they got to determine the fifth-year option after this season. Sal, it's really interesting because when we talked about the Miami Dolphins yesterday and we talk about this division – you can't talk about not you can't talk about this division without talking about the Patriots because they've dominated it for what seems like all of our lifetimes. Um, but that may be coming to an end. There's a yep. big opportunity here. The Bills get into the playoffs out of that division. And there's got to be a feeling in Buffalo of a lot of optimism that we're not going to be ruled by the single ruler anymore of Belichick and Brady. And we've got a real opportunity here, not only based on what you did last season, but you got a guy like and the quarterback, he's a gamer, and you got a good head coach. There's got to be optimism about not only next season, but the next bunch of seasons to build something here really special and be a team that can maybe dominate this division for a good period of time to come. Yeah, people are feeling good about that, but you know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. A lot of people are upset that, you know, if Brady moves on, that the Bills didn't take over the Patriots while Brady was there. He's dominated so long. They want to beat the Patriots with Brady, and last year, guys, the Bills outplayed the Patriots clearly in Buffalo. They won because Josh Allen did not have a good day. That's when he was early in the season throwing a lot of turnovers. He was great after that. Um, and then they had the block punt for the uh, touchdown, and that was the difference. The Bills' defense was amazing in that game. Then they go down to New England on a Saturday, national TV. They had them going into the fourth quarter. They were leading. The Bills wound up losing that football game. And I think people want to see the Bills do it with Brady there. But look. I've been around here for a long time. I watched Ross play. I watched a lot of these Bills teams back going to the 90s. I was taking a Greyhound bus from Syracuse University back home during the Super Bowl years. I've lived through all of it. I'll tell you, I don't care if it's Tom Brady or Steve Grogan or Drew Bledsoe or whoever's playing for the New England Patriots. It's time for the Buffalo Bills to finally win, and you should be happy if that happens, and Bills fans will. And I do think that's the case. I think we all see that this is their, at the end of their run, and I, and, I, and I describe it this way, as you guys can see. I think the Patriots are obviously kind of doing this right now. The Bills are doing this, and the question is, when does that intersect the question is when do the bills actually take them over and i think this year is a really good opportunity for that i want to go back to real quick to ross's question i didn't answer what uh he asked me about what the fans think about josh allen 
lots of optimism. You know, Josh speaks to the fans in a in a, a really good Buffalo way, Ross. And you know what I mean by that, which is, you know, he's a Buffalo kind of guy. He's he's not above anybody. He's a common man. He likes to be about town. He loves living here. He's all about the blue collar attitude. And we love that here. And I think fans are very much behind Josh Allen, but he certainly has his detractors. And a lot of those people are just simply people who didn't believe in him coming out of the draft anyway. Yeah, so, and that kind of leads me back to the playoff game and the highs and lows for him in the playoff game. Are more people, you know, for how long, Sal, were people kind of bemoaning that they didn't win that game versus getting encouraged and excited for the franchise moving forward? Well, I think uh, there's still a lot of lingering effects. Um, People are still bringing up the... Cody Ford block that was called a blindside block when he kind of reached back and was going, you know, that new rule, you can't go the other way. And he kind of tapped the guy and it cost the bills in overtime. Bills would have won the game. If that call is not made in that situation, some people are lamenting the second half kickoff when they had some people in, who nobody knew come out on the field and say, Hey, we got to change this. It should have been a touchdown for the bills. So aside from that, those are things that people are still upset about, but I think the Josh Allen point of it is, Hey, he was so good in the first half. He looked like a franchise quarterback and then boy, it was disastrous in the second half. But you know, you go back and look at Deshaun Watson's first playoff game. He wasn't great in that game. And I think it's a different situation, you know, moving on and getting into the next game and feeling that and understanding what it takes to win in that situation. People are very much lamenting it. And I will say from my point of view, I was disappointed in the bills. The bills were to me, the better, more consistent football team throughout the year. Sure, they have Deshaun Watson. They had J.J. Watt coming back. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have a talented team in Houston. But I thought the Bills were the better team and should have won and should have been playing the next weekend. But the good news is they're a young team. They should be uh, They should be back, and they do a tougher schedule next year, uh, on paper at least. They've got to go out west and play the NFC West teams, the AFC West teams. So it's going to be more of a challenge for the Bills. But going forward, people are encouraged. But I do think that that Josh Allen game right there, Ross, is a microcosm of what so many people believe about Josh Allen, which is the highs are so high, but man, the slows are so low right now with him. Yeah, Sal, last one from me. Um, in, in Buffalo, it, it looks like think you guys are headed in a great direction, but and sometimes you got to get there and lose before you can get there and yeah. win to, to learn that. But let me ask you this. This offseason, what do the Bills need to come come away with to take the next step, whether that's in this draft or in free agency? They really need to add to the wide receiver core. They did a nice job last year bringing in John Brown and Cole Beasley, uh, two guys they didn't have to pay a ton of money that really went out and had really nice years for them. Uh, but they now they have to add even more to that. They need a true number one wide receiver. John Brown is, quote unquote, their number one wide receiver. Um, but, you know, he would be even better in a different role where he doesn't have to be relied upon to be the go-to guy all the time. And what they really need is size at the wide receiver position, but you can't pigeonhole yourself into just drafting a tall wide receiver. You know, T Higgins is out there. Justin Jefferson, those guys are big guys, but you know what? If you can get a Brandon Ayuk who can make plays from Arizona state with the ball in his hands, you know, someone like that, you shouldn't pass on just because he's not as big as the other guys. They need a playmaking wide receiver. The other thing they need to do is address the defensive end spot. Um, They have a, they have Jerry Hughes, who's still a really good player. Shaq Lawson. They did not pick up his fifth year option. He's going to be a free agent. He's not a pass rusher necessarily. He had a nice year. He's on a career trajectory going up, but they got to have somebody who other teams account for on a down to down basis to get to the quarterback. I would not be surprised that if Yannick Ngakwe got to free agency, that the Buffalo Bills make a play for him. He's going to make a lot of money, but that's the kind of guy they need. So edge rusher and wide receiver, the number one and two or two and one priorities this offseason. All right, Sal, I got two fun questions for you. They have nothing to do with the Buffalo Bills, but they do have to do with Buffalo. Okay, maybe. So the first one is, we know that Buffalo is famous for wings. 
But what is the next food that Buffalo's famous for that you love? Because I know some of the other ones that are popular up there, like beef on weck or whatever. So other than wings, what is the food in Buffalo that you love and you're most proud of? Well, listen. I'm a pizza guy, so I love pizza, and I can tell you, you know, we have great pizza places here, whether that's Bocce Club or Lenovo. You know, I mean, they are very famous. You can go there, get the wings, get the pizza. Chicken finger subs are amazing because we do have, you know, the buffalo fingers. But you said it right there. I mean, beef on weck is a buffalo tradition, and people say, what the hell is beef on weck? Well, it's the Kimmelwick. It's the Kimmelwick. It's the salted rolls, and then you got to have a little horseradish with it, right? So beef on weck, what you do is when you come to Buffalo, they actually have specials at most restaurants that say, Get, you know, the Buffalo special and it's a beef on wax sandwich and five chicken wings. And you should do that every time you come to Buffalo. So I would say the other thing is we all love our pizza, but because we grew up with chicken wings and blue cheese, not ranch, blue cheese, we actually dip our pizza in blue cheese and it tastes great here in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I remember when I was in Buffalo at the <laughs> big tree Inn, we would have chicken fries all the time. I love oh, yeah. those chicken fries. Basically like mini chicken fingers in the shapes of fries. Oh, I used to crush so many of those. The other question is, Sal, can you think of something, a smell that most people hate, but you don't mind or maybe even you secretly like? And you can't say your own farts. That's already no. been taken. I already know one. Gas. I go to a gas station. I actually enjoy the smell of gas at a gas station. Uh, lots of people say, oh, my God, it's it's horrible. I don't mind it at all. Ever since I was a little kid, I kind of like the smell of gas. I have no idea why. I've never worked at a gas station, so I actually like the smell of gas. Sal, you're not alone. Jason said the same. You're the best. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check him out on WGRRadio.com <laughs> affiliate. Must be a bald with a beard thing. Sal Thanks, and guys. Jace. Really appreciate Sal. Okay, guys. Thanks, Sal. Take care. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.